Hey, everybody on the show. So real quick, get out of the way first. Uh, do me a solid head over above averageleadership.com. Uh, what you can do there, all kinds of things. First of all, you can check out the blog post that inspired this episode. Uh, what else? You can schedule a comp session. You can get on there and sign up to have you and I get on a one-on-one -on -one Zoom call or phone call, whatever you prefer, and start getting some clarity on some issues in your life, start figuring out some directions, start getting some motivation, all the good things to kind of launch you into the new year and uh, get things moving forward. Also, check out teamhopelifters.com. That's Jess's website. Ladies, check it out. It is a community for you uh, to get all the motivation, inspiration, and you know, probably mix in some perspiration because she's a little workout freak. All that stuff is at teamhopelifters.com. So check that out as well. This show uh, was a fun one. I enjoyed it. Jess enjoyed it. We're really hoping you guys enjoy it. Uh, we talk about a topic that is really all about like what's next. You know, there's a natural inclination when things don't go the way you plan them or they don't shake out exactly the way you want them to, to go, oh, like everything sucks. It kind of gets stuck in that negative mindset. Uh, this is kind of one of those shows where we talk about how to get past it, how to be open to opportunity and how to take positive forward moving, you know, progress towards your goals. So I hope you guys enjoyed it and check it out. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Discovery. Go and drop them. Back up the in orbit. Hey. Here we go. Here we go. What, what is happening? my line. Well. Frumpy dumper. You just said hey. Son of a gun. Um, <laughs> so I was worried people might not know where they were. Right, but here we go is kind of my thing. Right, well. So, anyway. Okay, ready? Three, nope, two. Nope, It's already ruined. Take it away. You ruined the holidays. Anyway, <laughs> here we go. We are um, back, and we're doing a show. We're here. About a topic. Yes. That I wrote. So I should know a lot about it. Right. Um, but what we're talking about today, it's, I do a little analogy jam in there mm -hmm. about something that I'm familiar with. But it, essentially, it's, a, it's about actionable intel. Right. Um, and I think this one is pretty easy to, to draw really straight lines to how it affects leadership. Yes. And we'll go into how it affects everything as well. The blog is really a, a life-centric kind of writing. It's not about leadership-specific. And so that's kind of why I want to devote a little bit of time to it here. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, in the blog, I talk about how, you know, I give an example of just a single patrol in Baghdad, mm -hmm. um, a single raid. And, you know, I candidly can tell you, like, that. This happened all the time. Like, you know this. You and I have talked about Right, yeah. We would spend weeks or months or however long planning and gathering, being given intel from other entities, the, quote, intelligence folks, right? Right. It's supposed to be their job in the battle space to gather intel. And, right. And so we would have, you know, whatever whatever key bomb maker or whatever leader of whatever terrorist cell that we're going to go after. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, probably, like, conservatively 50% of the time <laughs> we would get on there. And, you know, we'd coordinate everything. We'd have all the all the pieces in place, and we'd have the outer court on set and the inner court on set, and then the, the team hits the door, boom, breach happens, and we get in there, and there's nothing. 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> not what you planned for at all. And it's one of those things. It doesn't matter where you are in that scheme of maneuver, whether you're like the guys pulling security whether on the outside, the outer mm-hmm. cordon, or if you're all the way in there, the team going through the door. Right. It's such a demoralizing thing mm-hmm. when you hear these two words that we use all the time, <laughs> and that's dry hole. And it's like, what? what? Yeah. And what dry hole meant was there's nothing there. There's nothing. Nothing there. Right. And I'm not talking like there's not a bad guy there. Right. I'm talking like place is empty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Right. You've put all this effort into coordinating all these different moving pieces and then nothing. Right. I, nothing. Right. <laughs> there, there's like an old calendar with Muhammad on it from four years ago. Right. That's it. Right. <laughs> like maybe one tapestry of Jesus still hanging yeah. out. That's it. Yeah. And yeah, that is demoralizing. When you've spent all this time getting ready. No signs of life. And everything we had said, they're here. Right. And they're actively doing things here, and this is the spot. Right. Well, and I think it also, there's a, I would think, like a twinge of panic. You know, it's like, you're trying to get the jump on them. Did they get the jump on you? Right. <laughs> and, and the collective, it doesn't matter how big of a, a you know team or organization is going after this if it's a company raid if it's a platoon raid whatever it is right like everyone's like damn it right right you kidding me right so much effort so much effort right uh you know us and steve had our notebook we thought we figured out blues clues right and they're like nothing nothing there's nothing here right and so it's one of those and so in this in this particular blog post it's a real story that happened way more times than i'd like to remember but I remember, like, we're leaving the building, mm-hmm. and this happened quite frequently. Right. Little kid comes walking up, Mista Mista, like, what's up, dude? And I, I'm not being offensive. Like, that's legitimately, hey, Mista right. Mista, come here. And so he starts telling me, bomb, bomb. I'm like, yeah, I got it, killer, but there's no one here. There's right. no bombs here. There's nothing. It's yeah. cool. And he persists, and so I get my turp over, and he's like, oh, no, he's saying... He knows where they're at. Right. Like, ooh. Like, okay. Right. Hit, Everybody leans in. Hit tell me with us the more. Junior. And so, you know, this particular scenario, his uncle, who lived like a block away, mm-hmm. knew the guys we were looking for. Mm. And he said, go talk to them. Okay, cool. So that's that's what actionable intel is. Right. And so we'll get into the point of it. I'm going to finish the story, then we'll mm-hmm. get to the point. Yes, please um, do. So we do. We go around the block, and show enough uncle's home and he's like yeah like I well he's not like yeah he doesn't speak English <laughs> but through my turp he's like yeah I know him and in fact like they're threatening me they're threatening my family and they're upstairs Ooh. we're like what <laughs> <laughs> someone is getting Christmas in July in Baghdad right and so long story short you know we end up with seven detainees that day mm-hmm. all of which were actively making IEDs to kill Americans and Iraqi army and Iraqi police wow Wow. So the point is, this happens in life all the time. Yes. Um, So you will plan to the inches how you think something's going to unfold. Right. And then you get there and you go to implement and, man, the universe is like, sorry, homie. Right. Not shaking out that way. Dry hole. (laughs) Dry hole. Right. You think you've got it all figured out. You've got all the little nuances sorted. Like, and you go in there with, you know... We talked about intent a lot last time. Mm-hmm. So you've done it. You've done exactly what we talked about last time. You've got the right. plan. You've got your intention. You've got everything sorted out. And right. guess what? Sometimes it just doesn't shake out. Right. Things change. And 
to be able to, because here's the deal. In that moment, when I'm walking out of that building, or anyone who's been in that situation, right. whether it's in combat or in the civilian sector or just in life in general, when you're walking away from that, it didn't hook up scenario, mm-hmm. you're, you're pissed. Right. You're angry. You think you've wasted your time. You've wasted your resources. You And, you know, at that scale, we've wasted countless man hours. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. It's a lot of effort, a lot of planning, a lot of, I mean, all the resources. Right. All the resources. Right. <laughs> We're talking UAVs, satellite imagery. Like, we used it all. Right. And have we wasted it? Because it's a dry hole. Right. And so you, you can really easily slip into what we say all the time, that catastrophizing mindset of, well, crap. Yeah. It's all falling apart. It's all been a waste. This is all a huge waste of time. What, and in those scenarios, like in in that environment, when it's 120 degrees outside, you're wearing 60 pounds of gear, all your people are looking at you like, what are we doing now, dummy? Right. You're like, the whole the whole thing starts to implode. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why are we even here? Why are we even doing this? What are we doing? Right. And that happens in everything that you're doing. Like when that doesn't hook up that immediate like well what the hell am i even doing right because your first instinct i think for most people is to like well fold it up we're going home never mind right and in those instances when you start feeling that way you can get closed off really quick yeah when it comes to like keeping your eyes peeled Mm -hmm. for that actionable intelligence that thing that you can now go after right and you know, in life, it, it happens just like it does in combat. Like, there's going to be a something. Mm-hmm. But if you're closed off, if you're just like, I'm screwed, I'm done with it. Right. That negative mindset shuts the doors to anything else that's coming in that could be a possibility. And, you know, you can totally miss the what's next. Right. And that's that's the big takeaway that I want people to understand is, like, when that happens, it none of it's been wasted. Right. Right. Even, <laughs> even if it is... A, a fold it up and go home or go, you know, back to wherever to reset, you still, there's some value in having planned it all out and and gotten right. gotten to the part where you're like, we're ready to execute. It's just, it's just not yet. And so in, in that scenario or any scenario, if you've done that, you've done your due diligence and sorted everything out and done the planning process and you've gone to execute and it dry hole happens, right? you still know like, okay, well, this exact set of circumstances or something similar comes up again, I know how to coordinate it, I know how to move everybody, I know what to do right. to get to that actionable piece. The other thing is, you know, if, if you get stuck there and you miss it, like the whole what's next aspect is really what's important because mm-hmm. it, what I mean by it's not wasted too is like, you know, you're then prepared to execute the follow-on piece. Right. The so, thing that you do discover. Right. So in, in like in your story, when the kid comes up and says, hey, I have information, you're prepared to listen to the information and move on to whatever that might take you to do. The other thing, too, is it's, you know, we talk a lot about mindset, a lot about perspective, how you look at things. Mm-hmm. And in scenarios like this, you know, take the combat thing aside if you want to, but I'm still going to lean on it a little bit because it's a good example, mm-hmm. is if... In that moment, even if I didn't walk out the door and get some actionable intel, it wasn't a waste because I now know something. Yeah. And as small as it may seem in the moment, I know where they're not. Right. And so if all the intelligence we've gathered has said they're here, and I know they're not now, that can be a powerful tool to utilize later in future plans because, Mm -hmm. okay, so then you start really looking and apply this to anything you do as a leader in the workplace. 
when you go and that thing doesn't shake out the way you think it's going to, and you go, okay, well, at least I know it's not this. Right. And so start looking at the entire picture again with that new set of knowledge and figure out, okay, what shifted? Because I planned based off of these metrics, mm-hmm. and now it didn't work. So something in the periphery that I lost track of as I honed my plan down to that pinpoint has shifted. Right. And when you can figure out that shift, even if you didn't get actionable intel in the moment, now you've got something to, oh, okay, I see, right. you know, carry the two. And right. we've got it. Right. Something new to focus on instead of just being stuck and angry about it. And so in, in the immediate, don't let yourself go, well, it was all a waste. Right. Like in the immediate, start looking for what you've learned. Right. And it, Look, I'll take you to the worst possible case scenario, okay? Mm-hmm. And this is for leaders, listen up. Right. Um, in those instances, I will be honest. There were times where there was no actionable intel, and we didn't learn anything. Yeah. I mean, you know, they might be next door. Like, we don't know. Right. Like, they may be gone altogether, because sometimes, you know, cats would come in from Syria and then scoot back out on the weekend, and we don't know. They're right. gone. Right. There's all kinds of possibilities. They just ghost. And so maybe you learn nothing. So is there still a positive takeaway? A thousand percent. Mm -hmm. As a leader, shift your focus to your team. Right. And go, hey, number one man, way to get to your point of domination in a hurry. Like start shouting out the victories that you did have because there there wasn't nothing good. Right, right. All the coordination happened. Everybody had everything that they needed. All the resources showed up where they were supposed to be. Everything was executed, you know, flawlessly. And And so that's your big win. Right. So start celebrating that. And so that the next time it comes around, it's like, hey, we're going to do it exactly like we did it before. And if you approach it in these situations in that fashion, you know, what you're going to see is if that's the worst possible case scenario, the worst case scenario is that there's nothing. You learn nothing. There is no positive outcome. You didn't get what you were looking for. It just didn't shake out, period. Mm -hmm. That's the worst possible case scenario. And that can lead to empowering your team, instilling more confidence in them, applauding the things that went well, you know, being able to backtrack all the successes that got you here and give individual credit out where credit is due and then collectively celebrate the team. So you're telling me the worst case scenario is we're all better and have more buy-in with what we're doing? And it's a bonding experience. I think when everybody has that, oh, no, now what? And there isn't any any immediate now what, but you can go, yeah, but you guys were phenomenal, and this was great. Every you know, it starts binding people together, and it's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to stand just like I did here, and I'm going to do just just this thing again, and everybody kind of gets into this. You had a perfect dress rehearsal. Right. We're just going to do it again. And the other thing it lets them do is if you can point out those key things that were big wins or even little wins, just successes that you had getting you to that point, mm-hmm. it allows your teammates to finish the story in their own head. Right. And you show everything was going great. Right. And so in their brain, they can go, and so if they were here right. or if this was the outcome, this would have happened. It, and it would, would be, have been perfect. It will be a good ending in their head. Right. <laughs> right. And I can tell you from a combat perspective... Being able to show that in a good light and let them finish the story in a positive way mm-hmm. in their own head, that's huge. Oh, what a confidence builder. Because the finishing the story in a negative way means we're all dead. Right. I mean, that's, you know, that's the reality of it, and right. it's not a fun thought to have. No. So if you can highlight all the good, 
and how proficient and tactically savvy and how good everyone did getting here, right? Then they can go, oh yeah. And if they were here, like we would have wrecked shop, you right? Know? Bolstering the confidence in your men <laughs> is never a wasted opportunity. And so you know, I hate to to put the onus on you leaders out there, but the fact is, like, it is on you in those scenarios. Yeah. It is on you because you're a human being, okay? Everyone's going to have the same knee-jerk emotional response to those situations. Mm -hmm. It's going to be, oh, crap. Right. You know, and you're going to look back at the day or the week or the month or whatever it was, planning it and prepping and coordinating and all the meetings and all the everything that went into it, the spreadsheets, the the accounting, whatever it was, you're going to immediately go, well, that was a waste. Okay. As a leader, you need to check yourself Mm -hmm. and be like, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't because... You know, be selfless. Like, that is... <laughs> I'm sorry. If you are a leader and you don't start out selfless, yeah. you're off to a bad start. Yeah. Take yourself out of the scenario. Start looking at your team and go, what did they do right? Like, we wouldn't be here right now bummed out if we weren't so prepared. Exactly. How did we get prepared? They did it. Right. They did all the things that you asked of them. And they did it to a high level of excellence. Celebrate that. Right. <laughs> don't let that pass by and let everyone go home kicking rocks and being pissed off because it wasn't, you know, the okay corral they had envisioned. Right. Because <laughs> Tuesday might be, and you want them like razor's edge when you get there. Yes. Yeah. You want everyone to feel confident that this is going to go as well as, as you had prepared the first time and, you know, let everybody revel in the fact that they can do this. Right. And, you know, if, if, if you let that stop at we're wasting time, mm-hmm. then that is their mental takeaway. And they are going to apply that to everything else you ask them to do. And then they're going to start saying things like, well, you know, here's the real bad part. And, you know, again, in in that environment can be very costly Mm -hmm. is they go, it doesn't matter. I'm going to be there anyway. Right. And so they start underpreparing for everything. Right. And, you know, you show up and it's a mess because people weren't ready. Right. Because they think it's all a joke and it doesn't matter. Right. And it's never going to pan out the way it's supposed to anyway. So what difference does it make? Don't take the time to highlight it, you know, then... The, the contrary of that is going to happen. It's going to be a very negative environment that you created, you know, inadvertently, sure, but you could intentionally prevent. Right. Absolutely. Okay, so that's that's the worst <laughs> case scenario. Let's right. talk about the best case, though. Yeah. As a leader, you walk out the door and you're open to it, right? Mm-hmm. You've already got your talking points in case that kid doesn't run up on you, right. in case that new email doesn't come in, in case that spreadsheet doesn't get updated on time, whatever it is that can then positively impact the situation, that good, actionable intel, even if it doesn't happen, you're walking out the door with an open mind, ready to celebrate. Right. And so you are more receptive, right? You don't have negative blinders on. Mm-hmm. You're looking. And when that shows up, you're ready to action it. Right. <laughs> right. Because cause you, you, have, you have several plans now. You've got the, we're just going to celebrate the good stuff. If something else pops up we are already ready to move on to that and we're all in a good headspace so regardless of what the possibilities are from negative to really positive there's going to be a good impact and here's what's so cool about doing it this way when it comes to any operation where you know yearly inventories annual audits whatever you've got Mm -hmm. in your problem set right if you're leading a team through that what's so cool about it is just like we've talked about that negative mindset can become contagious and it can become cyclic and people get stuck there Mm -hmm. and it's just this toxic yuck environment that's created what's so cool about doing it this way and 
seriously one of the most rewarding things in being a military leader and mm. being a leader anywhere in in my world like because you know corporate world was the same for me four mm -hmm. years and that was enough to know like okay it all applies right yes it's all a translatable skill is when you have those situations pop up and because you've led in this particular fashion for the time that you've been there they start to inculcate that into how they think right and so when they see you get hit with that dry hole right right and your knee-jerk immediate response isn't crap it's what's next right What's so cool about that is then after a while, when you hit that dry hole, you can look at your team and just tell them, hey, dry hole. And they're immediately going to go, all right, what's next? Okay, well, what are we doing now? And like, I get I get a little keyed up, like seriously get chills talking about it because there were so many times on the objective where I'd be like, damn, fellas, they're not here. I'm like, all right, what's next? Right. Like immediately thinking, okay, where are they at? Let's find them. Let's go. Let's go. Like the eyes right. open for their actionable intel. Yeah. Ready to rock. Like. Right. I mean, that's it's one of the best gifts you can give someone is a contagious positivity. Right. And, and, and to be looking for what's next. Because it would, you know, in any work environment, like I'll take it off the combat side for a second because I don't want to go too heavy on that. <laughs> in any work environment, it would be super easy and almost convenient to go, there's nothing so we can be done. Right, so we're just, we're going to call it a day now. <laughs> you know, I said I'm going to take it away from combat, but I'm going to use one more real-life <laughs> scenario. It, this happened to me, mm -hmm. right? 2003, during my first deployment in the invasion, mm -hmm. we're in Samara, Iraq, and that's just south of Saddam's hometown, right? right. Um, and everyone's still looking for him. Mm -hmm. Everyone's still looking for him. We're getting ready to go out on a three-day operation to help search, mm -hmm. and... That three-day operation would turn into a three-week operation, and we would end up spending Christmas literally in a trash dump. Yeah. But it was awesome. Uh, it's a story <laughs> for another time. But at any rate, so we're getting ready for this three-day operation. Mm -hmm. uh, it's our first big thing in country, and so we're all keyed up for it. We're ready to roll. We're like 15 minutes before we leave. Everyone's kitted up by the trucks, ready to right. rock. And we hear over the radio, they captured Saddam. Ooh. And legitimately... A whole company of killers is like, so we're done? So is that it? So we're, we're going home, right? <laughs> right. And they're like, no, boo-boo, you've been here three weeks. You're staying. But... <laughs> but it, even even when it went well, yeah. we're like, all right, so we're done, right? <laughs> right? And had we not had awesome leaders, you know, who yeah. from the top down all the way to my squad leader mm -hmm. going, no, killer, what's right. next? What's next? What's, what's next? next? There's... There's bigger, bigger things to accomplish. And that's how that what next mindset is why, why it's so important when it doesn't go well. Because you want them thinking that way when it goes perfectly. Right. You know, it's one of those things as a leader, you want your you you want your people to want to innovate. You want your people yes. to want to improve upon things. Right. And so when they run it flawlessly and they look at the outcome. You want them to think, what's next? Yeah. Like, we nailed it. Could we do it better? Right. And if you don't empower them with that mindset when it's negative, they're never going to do it when it's positive. Right. Well, and also, I mean, this is a little off topic, but, but having that open dialogue where people feel like it's safe to say, I had a great idea. Maybe this is something that we could try next time that would make it even more flawless or, you know, happen faster or... A hundred percent. You know, I mean, it, it kind of ties into the, the what's next when you're in those preparation modes and in the moment, like, oh, 
no, you go here. And and then it happens. But it's so true, you know, and in that environment, every leadership environment, there's so many times because, you know, as a leader, like, I'll, I'll give you guys a pass because I've been there a lot. Like, you've got a lot on your plate. <laughs> yes. And a lot happening, you know, mental energy is being just spent like crazy because right. you're leading the team, you're thinking of all the dynamics, you're thinking of all the logistics, you're thinking of all the metrics, all these things, right. you know, are processing right. through you've your dome piece. Right, you've got pressure from the top down and from the bottom up. It's, it's a lot. And so if you can inculcate a what's next sort of mindset in your team members... Mm-hmm. Then while you're sitting over here like trying to crunch numbers to figure out what's next, they may have heard what's next right. or seen what's next and they go, hey, this is what's next. Like in that situation, because my team understood that we, we live off a, what, a what's next philosophy in this squad, had that kid come up to somebody else, they right. would have waved the turp over, gotten yes. the intel and been like, hey, sergeant, like check it out. Right. Homie says they're around the block. Right. Right. It's, I mean, it, it but it was an intentional effort to try to. To, you know, teach people to think that way, to not be bogged down in the negativity when it doesn't go the way you think it's going to. And, you know, I, I just sitting here thinking about it, like, because people are going to think, yeah, but that doesn't always work. There are going to be times where you can't think what's next. And, and I would challenge that. And I will tell a story that I've shared a little bit before, but we had a hard loss mm-hmm. in that same squad. Yes. Uh, yeah. A member of the squad who was really just the life yeah. Life of the party. Yeah. You know, there was not a... I've never met a person on the planet who did not adore Justin Garcia. Yeah. Um, and that was a rough night when we lost him. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of emotion, obviously. And, you know, to my team's credit, to those guys' credit, before the sun came up the next morning, mm-hmm. and not in a vengeful way, right? they were thinking, okay, what's next? What's next? And they, they had move through and processed all that stuff in a way that they didn't go out there just to smoke everyone they saw. Right. They didn't go out there nonchalantly not caring. They they went out focused because they knew that there was a, a bigger plan here, a right. bigger picture. They were part of something and their brother just lost his life for it. Right. So what's next? Let's not waste this. Let's not make that a waste. Right. Let's do what's next. Yeah, absolutely. And so if you're sitting there crying about your prep time, and your spreadsheet, right. like if those guys can what next that situation, your team can what's next anything that's thrown at you yes. if you just lead them through it. Right. Right. That was a heavy one. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's so, it is. It makes your heart hurt to hear those those types of examples. But it, it is also so true. It's so true just in life that there are, there are really hard, heavy terribly emotional things that happen and they happen out of the blue and they happen when you least expect it and they happen in you know numbers that you just can't handle but you have to be able to gather yourself and go okay what's next because I'm still here I still have to take another step I still have work to do and I want to make this you know was as applicable as possible to everybody. And mm-hmm. so we always kind of touch on a little bit and it might be lightening the mood some, <laughs> but so we, we talk a lot about how everyone's a leader. Yes. Right. And so right. I'll shift gears a little bit. And you know, if you're the boss where you are, you can keep listening, but you know, <laughs> you're not the boss, by the way, we've talked about that. <laughs> That's right. Go back and listen to some of the <laughs> other episodes. <laughs> you're a servant and you should start there. Right. But anyway, um, 
in the home. Yes. Yep. When you've got kids, yes. which we have, what, two? <laughs> Plus two. There's four now. There's four. Huh. I know. We need to do even more Christmas shopping. <laughs> um, and we have furry things with but, four legs. <laughs> you know, you're a leader in your home. Yes. And like, absolutely. Because I was off doing pew pew for a long time, <laughs> you were the leader in the home. Yeah. For the two, four now? Four. Yeah. Four kids. All four. <laughs> uh, for the most part. And so, you know, it was something that you had to show them as well because they're, look, when you've got that kind of madness, trust yeah. me, <laughs> like, there have been days where I'm like, can I go back to Iraq right now? Because it was so much simpler. People gave me static. I could shoot them. It was awesome. But I could zip cuff them and say, shut up. That's right. You can't People. do that. That's called child abuse here. Right. People frown on it if you zip cuff your I mean, children. You can, right. but I wouldn't. Right. And so when you've got that level of crazy happening yeah. and you've got your plan, it doesn't matter how nailed no. down that sucker is no. something's going to go left of center right. you're going to come to a metaphorical dry hole that day <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know whether right. it's it's 5.30 and you have no idea what's for dinner right. dry hole player like we're ordering pizza <laughs> right. but you if as a mom if yeah. you ever got stuck there Right, and then nobody eats. I mean, we would have filthy little vagabonds running around the house, panhandling for sweet tarts on the corner. Like, it would be a mess. Right, right. No, you do. You have to go, okay, what's next? Right. How do we, how do we adjust? I mean, it, it's everything from, you know, like you have an infant, and you're getting ready to walk out the door, and they fill their diaper. Just, they got that yeah. 360 poop up to their chest, all up their back. And you can't leave like that, but... Three other little faces are looking at me like, you promised we're going to go to the park. Right. So you got to figure out something in the interim while you hose this baby down <laughs> and get everybody re-ready and hope that going to the park is still going to be a good option. Right. And in those moments, <laughs> though, and I don't want to skip over it because I think it's really important is, and I know you did it, and I see you do it with them all the time, like... And I'm sure there's lots of parents out there who are, you know, the ones who are juggling that circus most of the day, right? <laughs> but what you did that's that's paid massive dividends in our family is after the crazy was over, after, you know, poop baby was clean <laughs> or just, you know, wiped down at least. <laughs> right. We'll bathe you later. Um, <laughs> after that part of the, the oh no yeah. was over with yeah, and you got your your next piece of actionable intel and right. continued mission yeah you would you always 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 have celebrated the kids yes the ones who weren't covered in poop right. who weren't you would always say hey this one thank you for doing that that really helped me and you thank you for just being chill for five minutes yeah. so i could do it thank you for what I, like right. because and in, in those same instances you're highlighting the wins that happened so that even if we hadn't gotten to the park Right. You've reinforced behaviors that you want to see repeated later. Right. <laughs> right. And made them feel really good in the process. Right. I think that's the thing is like they they have so much more interest in being helpful and interest in, you know, where they can take on responsibility to help get to for them it was the fun part. Right. <laughs> you know, the the part of the mission that for was for them was the fun part. But if if the in-between that wasn't expected ended up on a positive note or could somehow, you know, wiggle in some fun there, it all ends up 
everybody leaves on a high note. Right. Whatever comes next is going to be okay. Everybody's in a good mood. Everybody feels at peace with the situation. And then you can move on. And, you know, in those situations, though, even when there was no big payoff later, there was no park, there was no... Sorry, it's raining now. Any of that stuff didn't happen. They still had a positive takeaway from the situation because they can reflect on, yeah, I did do that. And that was helpful. And I did do this. And I did do that. And so what happens and what is evident in our home is we've got four little ninjas that when something goes slightly left of center... It's like the drop of a hat. They're like, what's next? What can we do? What can we have? How right. can we help? They re- I mean, they really do. They all go, oh, okay. Well, what what's next then? And we're talking five <laughs> to 15. Right. That's a, a widespread. Yes. To have and tons of different emotions, tons of different processing skills. Yeah. And all of them, they were like, what can we do to help? Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. To, to the inches. To yes. the inches. Because right. they see the last day happen. Mm-hmm. And they process the good that you, <laughs> we leave them now. Like, yes. hey, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Big right. help. You're awesome. The next day rolls around. They're lined up. Yeah. You know? Right. Like. Right. They're already how, how planning. Can I, how can I? Can I get drinks? Can I get forks? Can I yes. get for dinner? For dinner. Yeah. Or if they see that we're, you know, you and I are really busy in the older two see that the younger two are just they just have a lot of energy they'll round them up and hey let's play a game let's do whatever let's let's set up some fun something to entertain them while you know you and i get our stuff done so we can all come back together and do what's next and you know to to wrap those two points together Mm -hmm. whether it's combat annual inventories Right, just you know, just quarterly audits or raising kids. <laughs> right, as the leader in that situation, if you can't address the oh crap mm-hmm. with a positive mindset, right, with your eyes open for possibilities, right, with you know everything you need to move them through to what's next, right, then you're never ever going to get there. Right. Well, and I think the other thing is too is. We, you know, in in our household, we are empowering our kids to be the next leader and and to lead from where they are. And so I think even in like the combat situation or the work situation or, you know, in the home, when you start seeing things disintegrate or it's all of a sudden the bottom drops out, when you've created all of these people who now have a basis to know how to lead from where they are, you're doing an amazing thing because there's less for you as the leader to worry about. You don't say. <laughs> what? Man. That's crazy. Right. I never thought of that. That it makes your life easier. It makes your life easier. If you're a good leader well, and empower people. <laughs> bananas. There's probably been another show about that too, but I, I don't want to speculate, but there may be. But look, that's the point. I mean, right. that's the point of everything we talk about and right. everything that I do and what I talk to clients about all the time is that like it it touches every facet yes. of your life. Yeah. Okay. And it, it simplifies things. It makes things less stressful, less crazy. Like it, how how willing is someone to do for you when they know that no matter what happens, they're gonna get a high five. Right. If they just show up and do their best. Right. They're gonna have and like look, if you're that leader that air quote boss sitting out there well I think people should just show up and do their damn job yeah right. you know what I'm going to be very honest with you shut up yeah shut up right you are a hot garbage leader <laughs> shut your mouth right 
<laughs> shut your mouth. Because you know what? Those people that should just show up can show up anywhere, brother, and they'll lose money to get away from somebody like you. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you stop treating people like people and stop caring about who they are and what their needs are, they will find someone who will. And there are people out there. <laughs> and they will devote their 40, 60, 80 hours a week with that type of leader because there's a promise for a future there. Trust it. <laughs> there, there's opportunity. There's, you know, just even even if there's not even if they knew they were never going to progress, you're still going to pick somebody that acts like they care about you over a person who's just like, show up and shut up. Believe me, Christmas tis the season, right? Right. Bob Cratchit would not have worked for Ebenezer had he not been his uncle. Right. He'd been like, you can pound sand, Ed. I'm done, brother. I hope Marley comes back and chokes you out with those chains. Right. Because... That's not how you lead. No. Okay? That is not how you build a team. That's not how you build loyalty. That's not how you build mutual respect. And that's not how you build the next generation of leaders. Right. It's real simple. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to continue down the road of toxicity and just drive whatever corporation you're a part of straight into the ground eventually. Right. You can kick your feet up, homie. Right. Be a and, boss. Well, and that's the thing is you you drive everyone into that proverbial dry hole. But there's no way out. There's no way out because... As a boss, that mindset makes you be stuck. Right. And you can say, see you later to your business partners yep. and see you later to opportunity yep. because no one wants to play. No. All right. That kid is not going to come up to me and say, Mista. Right. If that's, if he sees that, I mean, look, people are not stupid and that little boy grew up a gangster. Right. So he knows what he's looking at. Right. Exactly. If he doesn't see someone who can get his family out of this pickle that they're in right. with these people oppressing them right. and threatening them, if he sees another tyrant. He's not going to come up to no. me and no. tell me. He's, he's trading one bad thing for another bad thing. Right. But if he sees someone who's like compassionately leading his team and trying to make them better and celebrating all the good things they did, even though it didn't shake out the way that they wanted to, right. he's going to be like, I want more of that in my life. Yes. And I'm telling you, if it translates across language barriers, across ages, through a war, right. it will translate wherever the heck you're standing right now. Absolutely. Whether it's in your kitchen with your family, if it's at work with your team, or in a combat environment, I promise yep. you it works. Absolutely. That's a solid rant. Want to wrap it? Let's do it. Ooh, I love closing on a rant. <laughs> All right. I hope you guys enjoy the show, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. All right, folks. There you have it. That was the show. Uh, like I said, I had a fun time on this one. Jess had a fun time on this one. Tried to stay on point without too, too much silly, but you know what? It is okay. Silly is important and a big part of our everyday life. So uh, I think we did an all right job of kind of tying it into a lot of facets of life, so uh, anyone who's listening, I hope you're able to take something away from it, something you can go implement and apply to what you do and how you do it and just have a better life. That's kind of the whole intent of the show. Um, so at any rate, that was that. Hey, uh, I've got a great bonus episode coming up soon. You guys are really going to enjoy it. In fact, there's a lot of really great guests coming up soon. So please be sure to check those out. Those will always be dropping on Sundays. Uh, I don't even know where to start with the list of folks coming up, but I do have a a cool announcement coming soon. I'm partnering with a buddy of mine. You guys may have heard of him. He is blown up on TikTok. His name is Josh Apel. He is the founder of Combat Crochet. So if you haven't seen him yet, go check out his TikTok. He's doing some amazing stuff. Uh, cool announcement coming up with him. We're doing a partnership with him and uh, a couple other veterans. I think you guys are really going to be into it. So check that out and keep your eyes and ears open for that stuff coming soon. And I will talk to you next time. Mm -hmm.